0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of ABG, Asian Boss Girl. We are a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. And today we wanted to dive into a little bit about what is it that makes being a 20-something girl different from a 30-something woman?
1: Wait, 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 you guys. I got it. I'm not a girl. Cool. Point taken.
2: (laughs) Also, copyright issues, right? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: sorry, Brittany.
0: natural place to start uh, might be in careers how is your career and work different in your 20s versus your
2: 30s like Helen what was your experience like like getting your first job (laughs) yeah no I think post-college so I'm 29 now still still 20s (laughs) but if I were to partition it between different segments of my life I would say between 21 and I guess 20 25 like the work period yeah that was like a point when you're trying to prove yourself a lot Mm -hmm. and work itself is very exciting you're at a job no more tests no more having like a very i guess it's still set schedule but um making money and actually starting your career is very exciting yeah so for me i started in um one of the big four uh companies very corporate job um, a lot of corporate parties yeah exciting but i worked my butt off was it really competitive um, it didn't feel that competitive, but it was a lot of
0: stress that I just put on myself, I guess. You wanted um, to achieve and you wanted to prove yourself. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would call it the, the prove it period for sure. I definitely relate to that. Um, I started my, my career, my first job right out of college also at a big four. Um, Damn. You're but, right. <laughs> and so, and to Helen's point, like, I mean, you work really hard, but then there are like, they do all these like happy hours and parties. Mm-hmm. So you're in this lifestyle where it's like work super hard play super hard Mm -hmm. and um I learned pretty quickly that it was like not the place for me really yeah I mean and I I got like it was I was really like depressed and like I you know I tried to push through because I think as your first job like you don't at that time um it was like you don't want to leave a job before one or two years like it looks bad on your resume Mm -hmm. right so I kind of held on to it and I also how long did you hold on to it for two and a half years That's a <laughs> the, right. but it was like you know a That's long pretty enough good. period That's where pretty good nowadays. Well, a seriously. lot of my friends and family were like dude you or my family was much more like this is like what you worked for you should continue doing that yeah and some of my friends were like dude you're so unhappy like you need to do mm-hmm. something else but I didn't know other options you know mm-hmm. and I and mm-hmm. it was very much like kind of I guess maybe I wasn't I was just kind of like going, operating through like college, achieve the thing that you Mm -hmm. should do and then get the job you should get. It wasn't super thoughtful or like passionate about this, Mm -hmm. um, which is really different than Mel, right? Like tell us about your experience.
1: Yeah. Before I do, I had a question for you guys. Like, You guys said like, oh, this is like my prove it period um, for like, you know, work and career. Would you say like the main source of happiness at that time was financial? Because at a big four, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you guys make a, you know.
2: think the thing is that for me at that time my family my friends I had a steady boyfriend at that point and so everything was like good right and so it was work that was it was exciting that was the exciting part of my life because
1: everything else is like oh I have this like figured out it's stable yeah so this is the thing that I need to focus on exactly yeah but Janet you didn't well did you feel like you know because you got over it really fast was it because okay I'm making good money but I'm not really happy anymore
0: I actually wasn't making I mean I was making Better than average money, I think, for Mm. starting out, like, out of college. Mm. But it wasn't like I was getting paid bank, right? Yeah. (laughs) I think for a good part of my 20s, I was looking for, like, validation. Mm. Um, And it wasn't something I realized, but I was just so super ambitious and, like, chasing something. And, Mm. I, I, yeah, it mattered a lot to me, like, the the name of the company, that it was respectable, that it was, Mm. like, a technical job. And I think that's also you know, growing up, like, Chinese-American, like, my dad's an engineer. I was always, like, math was always valued over, you know, like, arts Mm -hmm. or, like, even uh, literature and stuff like that. So my 20s were a period of, like, mass confrontation with that type of thinking Mm -hmm. and realizing that that didn't match what I personally valued. But for you, Melody, like, so you... I didn't do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what did you do? Well, okay, so I went to like I think I went to a good UCSD. It's a good school. Yeah, um, Tritons. Okay, oh yeah, you guys. Right? Merman. Sorry, I okay, mean Janet from UCSD. Helen, BU, BC.
2: Um, BC, oh sorry, oh, a that's a bad B- difference mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for me, um, I kind of thought I would just get a job right away after college because like you know like. In high school and college, I felt like I had everything figured out. I was like, you know what? I have good grades. I'm in extracurricular activities. Super during- involved. Yeah, I was involved mm-hmm. in everything. And so after college, I was like, I'm going to get a job easily. And my mom made it seem like it was just a breeze. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep, okay, totally. Yeah. But the thing is what happened was like, during my internship at in college, like I fell in love with it so much. I wanted to extend what it. What was your internship It was at the film festival in San Diego, which is the Asian American film festival. Um, Loved it. I wanted to extend it. My mom was like, "Uh, you're not getting paid, but okay, Mm -hmm. I guess. But after this, she had to move back home. And I was like, okay, fine. I moved back home and I was unemployed for a few months. And I was like, oh my God, everyone else is getting a job around me. I'm not making any money. This is so embarrassing. And then my favorite YouTube production company released an internship. And I was like, oh, I need to, I really need to do this. My mom's like, you already interned like six months past graduation. You need to find a real job now. Right. Like you got to do it. I had this moment when I was like, you know what? I really want to do this internship because I realized through like my film festival internship, like I love media and like storytelling. So I told myself, okay, I'll apply to this internship. If I get it, I will take it. But mm-hmm. if I don't, it's meant for me that like, I'm just have to like find a full-time job. Like that's my path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually got the internship, <gasps> which, like, has totally led me to, like, this different world of, like, following your passion, your dreams. Mm, like, yeah. that is a reality you could take. So it
2: was exactly what you expected and what you wanted out of it.
1: Yes and no, because I feel like I expected to make income, which I didn't, mm. to be honest. Like, so well, you had to
0: sacrifice, like, well, something when yeah. I say
1: income, I I thought I'd be making compared to my peers. Like, they Red. got, that I worked in finance and tech right away, and here I am pursuing entertainment. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so you're very, yeah. like, kind
0: of, like, um... Faith driven, or like whatever Very. is gonna happen is meant to be, and I feel like I've adopted that type of mentality now. But like earlier in my twenties, I was so it was just like blunt force. Like I need this, and this is these are the you know yeah. like metrics Same. that I need to hit. Really? And I was yeah, like, I need to. There's no, there's no like it was meant to be. It's like I either get it and it's great, or I don't and it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I wonder too, because like I feel like everyone's being told like, oh, I'm a millennial, like you can do better, or like you need to pursue your dreams. Like we're taught yeah. that that's yeah. the millennial mindset, yeah. and oh, I feel sure. like. I'm totally that mindset. Yeah. And I'm that example. And I wonder if there's,
2: like, a difference between... I mean, Mel's not too much younger than Janet and myself. Please, but. I'm much younger than <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Come on. Um, but I do think that there's been a mentality, like, shift amongst people yeah. who are coming in from college now mm-hmm. where they expect sort of their environment in work to be a lot more techie. They want, like, you know, the beanbags, the free food, the free yeah. booze and all that. exactly. And people are looking for that. And in a company that, like, where I'm at, I see people... Or like, oh, I'm not getting this. Why am I working so hard? So there's almost like a feeling Mm -hmm. of people feel entitled nowadays. Oh my gosh, yes. And I think also, I mean, I haven't looked this up, but in terms of like turnover, I think the turnover from undergrads coming into college is a lot faster, maybe like two to three years compared to like five or so years, five plus years. Like at a company? Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: been so many articles written about how our generation or the millennial generation is like so idealistic and looking for all the perfect things. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I spent, so after my period at that company, I was in San Francisco. That was like the you know, epitome of the spot where a lot of this thinking was growing and I realized after moving out of San Francisco that I was, it wasn't so much being brainwashed, but there was this pressure of everyone wanting to like do do good and like change the world and do all this stuff. So you were looking for your job and your profession to provide you everything about your identity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to Helen's point, like when your job is so much your focus, I really like, it's not that I neglected my friends and family, but like I definitely didn't visit home very much. I didn't call home very much. It was like my parents reaching out. Yeah. With my friends, like I just, I wasn't conscientious or thoughtful about my relationships. I was just responsive. If someone mm-hmm. asked me to hang out, sure, I would do that. If there were parties, sure, I would go. And mm-hmm. it was all just like logistics. It wasn't like, do I want to spend time with you? Or the people that I liked, did I, would I make time to spend time with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as I'm getting older, that's definitely something that I focus on more. Mm-hmm. How do you see your relationship with your friends and your family having... Or do you think it's changed kind of over time?
1: I think... Well, I'm still in my mid-20s, so I feel like I'm entering the phase where... Entering the mindset now that I'm like, you know what? Like, I do have friends that I love, but I'm willing to pick and choose the time I spent with them mm-hmm, versus yeah. before, I like, Janet, like you. I'm like, oh, yeah, like... I don't want to miss out on anything or what if something mm-hmm. happens that uh, I don't, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like at the point where i like, I kind of don't care anymore. And I rather really yeah. spend time with myself yeah. versus some group. I'm like, I don't, I'm not like feeling it this week. Not yeah. saying I don't love you, but I want, I want me time. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think when you're younger coming out of college and, and I think for me, especially like moving to a new city was a lot of, I want to hang That's out with like as thing. many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And then you spread yourself too thin and you realize you're not developing the relationships that you really should be. Well, let's talk about that, Helen. That's like a huge thing. Helen moved across the country from Boston to Los Angeles. She did. Yeah. Like what was, uh, like what prompted that? It kind of just happened naturally. Yeah. Where I think after three years at the company, everything just sort of felt like fine. Right, mm. it's like the big F. Boyfriend was good, family's good, but everything was very complacent, and I just yeah. needed a, a, a change. So you needed more challenge or something stimulating. Yeah, yeah.
1: You get a motorcycle, like you know, like a lot of older. I dudes. guess I could, <laughs> a, I could. I
2: could have <laughs> gotten a, <I> <laughs> a motorcycle. And the funny thing is that now that I've moved here, I appreciate Boston and everyone in Boston oh my a God. lot yeah. more yes. than I used to.
1: Are you more close with your like family now that you're yeah. in LA? Because you are them sure. constantly, right? hmm A lot closer to my
2: family. And friends just appreciating like the stability that's there. Yeah. The fact that it's always been there and now that it's still there, every time I go back, I'm like, guys, let's hang out. And they're like, yeah. you're too excited to hang out with us right now. Yeah. Like,
1: I, think I have a you, lot of respect
2: yeah. for that because I also, I tried, I did
0: a couple of moves in my 20s. And I actually, mm-hmm. I went from California to New York. And I always tell people that I tried to live in New York. I didn't successfully do it because I was there for like eight months. And then I was like, mm, this is not for me. I'm coming home. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, would you say that um, that was your quarter-life crisis when you moved to New York?
0: It was definitely part of it, yeah. And I think kind of, like, contrasting to Mel, you know, coming out of college and really, like, pursuing your passions, Mm -hmm. I I started out in, like, a safer job. And then when I realized, like, how miserable I was, I was like, okay, I'm really gonna, like, I will, I became much more idealistic Mm -hmm. and was seeking, like, the perfect profession or career that would allow me to, like, help people Mm -hmm. and, like, be creative. Mm -hmm. And I was
2: looking for all these things, and it was way too idealistic. So what did you do in New York then? So you left your your cushy big four job. Yeah. Um, So I did a couple of different things.
0: Because I was in San Francisco, I first started out doing like social enterprise work, uh, which I learned pretty quickly. I can't make a living to be able to live in San Francisco doing that. Uh, And then I switched. I was like advertising. That's Mm -hmm. something that's creative. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like the plan was to move to New York and work in advertising. Um, But I learned throughout that process that like both advertising and New York City are really, really tough industries and places to live mm-hmm. and I think I I, I tried to change too many things at once so if I had gone there maybe earlier in my 20s and if I had like a job going there or like friends living there I think it would have been different but um so you, but you had a job in advertising for eight months in New York I did not I oh. went there with two suitcases yeah. uh with booked a Airbnb for two weeks and I had um, I didn't have a job and I knew like a couple people but there was definitely that pressure of like okay you probably have like two months and if mm-hmm. you don't get a job in two months it's probably not not the thing and I kind of messed it up where initially when I went out there I had um, more or less a job offer but for me it was like oh this is t- it's like the first one no I should like everyone says New York is like massive opportunities I should go there and interview multiple times and then it ended up not working out so for the next six
2: months you were just chilling yeah and
0: you know New York is a really hard place to be in if you don't have a job because that's all people do yeah yeah Yeah. and then it's like you don't there's no reprieve in your apartment I had I lived in a and I mean it was a closet yeah it was a closet with like two other people oh my gosh um, and my my roommate was like French and like super anal and so I was just like I'm just gonna stay in my bedroom (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so it just I when I didn't have a job I was like sitting in my room Oh. um, or or trying to go out and, like, take meetings okay. and do all that. But, yeah, it so was that,
2: – So that was your – so that was your, I'm going to go and pursue my passion yeah. type even though, adventure Yeah Even endeavor. though I knew
0: in my gut, like, I was like, ah, oh, I don't think this is it. Um, And that was a really pivotal point for me because I think we're taught, like, we're raised to believe that you should push through and that you should, like – get the job survive in the city Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all the people that I met there that came from like LA were like oh everyone hates it here for the first year and then you love it I learned that New York is just not the place for me, um, and I came back to Los Angeles. And um, You're home, yeah. And I, am actually really like this is probably the first time that I found a place where I know I'm gonna be here long, long term. Yeah. I have no plans to leave.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's crazy for me to think about because like right now in my mid twenties, I like you know living in LA, I'm it's starting to hit me that like oh my gosh, like this is a place I'm gonna probably settle down with and get married, yeah. and just figure out where in LA do I don't want to settle down. Yeah, because like it, you know I'm still like 25. No, I'm 26 but do you guys ever think about that like living in LA it's like this is where I'm gonna start a family yeah, yeah. married
2: totally yeah and I think that's the thing for me too when I moved here I think f- I knew that Boston probably wouldn't be the place that I would settle down in but now that I've moved here a couple of years in I do feel like this is probably like I have that secured and knowing yeah. that I want to stay here right yeah and then you can just focus on other things in life in terms of fam, like friendships Family, like just dive a little bit deeper into those areas of your life once that part of you is settled. All yeah.
1: right, so I have a question for you guys. Um obviously being my mid twenties, I'm still in the point of my life where I want to find my passion but also mm-hmm. find a work that relates mm-hmm. to it. Like mm-hmm. was it different for you guys in your twenties versus your thirties?
2: I think I think for me that's that's an interesting question because I think you started off with your passion first mm-hmm. versus I was more I think maybe to your point, Jana, earlier is the Chinese slash Asian American <laughs> in me, um, based on upbringing from family. That's like find a secure job afterwards, right? right. Um, so I feel like I did that, and it's gotten to a point where I'm very confident and comfortable in my job. But at the same time, now my mind's sort of going towards, okay, well, what's my passion? What what do I actually like want to do in life? So it's very it's very I think opposite of what of, what, did, yeah. of what you you went through. Um, And I don't know, Janet, if that's the same. I'm
0: kind of like, I guess, a blend because I started out in the super practical and then like totally um, went the opposite direction. was like pursuing my passions and like doing all these things where I was like not getting paid. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I eventually evened out to return to a career, but became really focused in on what are the things that matter to me Mm -hmm. in my 30s. I realized like... I identified what things I need my job to give me and then what things I could look elsewhere. And similar to Helen now, like since I've now stabilized my career and my job gives me those things that I value, uh, which is like financial stability, um, you know, like good work-life balance, that I work with people that I respect. um, Now some of those passion things I'm looking to be like more creative or to like help people, I'm looking to explore how to do that in other avenues in my life. Mm
1: -hmm. Is there any advice you would give someone like me who's about to enter this point of life someday?
0: Mel, the advice that I would give to someone in their twenties and in the middle of exploration is that you should explore, mm-hmm. but I would preface it with like, do it mindfully. Um, because I think you can see from someone like Helen's background, uh, for the person working the corporate job, don't feel like because you're six or seven years in that this is going to be the rest of your life. You have to- like, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg of your career. There's so much time that you have in the future to explore, to change up different industries, change up different functions. And I think if I could go back and, and advise myself, I wouldn't have jumped ship so early. I would have, I would have stayed at the corporate thing and maintain like what I need for my job, which is financial security mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And then started out pursuing my passions more on the side, maybe, or getting more clear about like, like doing the testing, but still maintain, like holding onto my ground of safety. I kind of just like leapt. I was like, no, I don't want this job. And I'm going to dive in. And I kind of like, I feel like I kind of landed on my face a little bit. <laughs> so I learned the hard way. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, like explore, but as you're exploring, like figure out like what are the lessons that you're taking away and know also like what
2: your, your stability point is. Mm -hmm. I think to Janet's point, it's exploring and also finding sort of understanding yourself and building that confidence within yourself. I think within the twenties, a lot of people are like, Oh man, once I hit thirties, I have to have babies. I have to already thinking, tracking back. I already have to have been engaged by 26. Mm -hmm. I think for me now that um, later in my twenties, if I were to have, I guess, redone it again Mm -hmm. since post-college, I would probably use more of my time to really focus on developing these passion projects instead of using that time to say like, oh, I need to sleep or I need to (laughs) just hang out with friends, but really trying to develop that so that that becomes a bigger part of your life in your mid slash later 20s and becomes a bigger part of you, which I think Mel to to, to what you've done is very enviable of that, that you were able to take that time after college to really pursue your passions. I think that's really cool.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah,
2: you know, I think it's um it's it is very applaudable, Mel.
0: I think in the context also when you said that your friends and your family maybe at times advised against it or that you it it was very different. I'm sure it felt very alone Mm -hmm. um and you had so you're you listen to yourself or you listen to your own voice strongly enough to to push through that and also you're still so young like who knows maybe in like five years you will be in Mm -hmm. the super corporate environment you'll be making bank you know (laughs) like you have no idea um what
2: direction your career will take you and if you're if you're scared now that you know you've you've done this you're like still worried about financial stability and all that i think it's great that you're starting with it and you know what you want yeah you're sure of what you want Versus Janet and I here. <laughs> yeah, we relied on the default setting a little bit. <laughs> Regardless of what you decide to do after college, everyone's going to have a different path. Whether it's a passion project, it's a secure job, corporate location, or whatever, it's everyone's journey is going to be different, yes. and it's always right, whatever yeah. you end up doing.
1: Um, I really appreciate you girls giving me acknowledgement for this, I guess, weird way of starting my 20s. Are starting. You- Or (laughs) entering (laughs) my work how you spent your early 20s. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's kind of unconventional. A lot of Asian, very Asian American values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so many questions I would have for you guys. In regards to my 20s, I didn't get to ask you guys. Like dating, relationships, families. But I guess that's something we'll probably have to dive in into another episode, right?
2: We'll continue this topic of 20-something girls versus 30-something women.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll touch
2: upon these different topics, such as love, family, friends. Um, sex, <laughs> do you want to talk? I mean, we could get into that if we wanted to. There's a difference, <laughs> we know you want to talk about sex, Mel.
1: What's sex? <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't forget, we're also on social media. So, ladies, when you have a quick time in the toilet to check your face, please check us out. We are there. <laughs> Check your face. <laughs> check your face. I check my face in the restroom. Okay, you said on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you in found the camera? <laughs> Just kidding. Multitask. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. See Advice you guys next
2: time. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.